Welcome to More, the podcast where Debbie will explore real-life applicable ways to get more out of your life. And here's Debbie. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to be back. Um, I'm back from Hawaii, and we had a great time, and we're getting so close to March, so we're getting close to spring, and, you know, you get past February, and you're looking at better better weather days, and it's exciting for me. Um, we had a great time. Hawaii was beautiful and amazing and had some great opportunities there, and got my daughter married, so that was a fun time for us. Um, I've been home a little a little over 12 hours, and I'm recording the podcast. I'm going to take a detour from the next chapter in the book because I've been listening to something um, on Audible and just some thoughts that came to me with the book that I've been reading on Audible and how it it goes to changing your life and becoming more. And I just really wanted to share that. Grit is kind of the theme of my of our class, of our school grade, and the things that we talk about in sixth grade. And I've been reading Angela Duckworth's book on grit. And I came across some interesting things. And I felt like <clears throat> how it went with bettering yourself and becoming more was really valuable. Researchers have concluded that to become an expert at something, at anything, it takes 10,000 hours or 10 years of working at that. And if you want to be an expert, then that's what you're going to strive for. And you need to have deliberate practice. And experts, how they practice, um, if they want to become an expert at something, is they do deliberate practice. They find a goal, a goal that stretches them. So they're going to set a, a goal that stretches them, zeroing in on one narrow aspect of their overall performance. Rather than focusing on the things that they do well, they zero in on the things that they need to improve. And she talks about how experts strive to improve specific weaknesses. They intentionally seek out challenges that they can't yet meet. And they try again and again to achieve and reach those. For example, they'll look for criticisms of they they have opportunities to be criticized or they look for things that they need to fix and do better. They try to fix that, they improve it, and then they set another stretch goal. For example, Kevin Durant, a, a great NBA player, he said that he spent 70% of his time outside of practice alone trying to fine-tune every single piece of his game. And he'd work on it alone over and over and over again. And she also studies um, Angela Duckworth in the Grit book. She studies spellers and people who won the National Spelling Bee. And those who were grittier succeeded more because they targeted deliberate, they, they had deliberate practice. They targeted specific things that they didn't do well at and they worked at that over and over and it it made a bigger difference and so the type of practice mattered more not just practicing but having deliberate practice okay so the aha that came to me was let's take take our lives and look at our lives and are we deliberate 
in the things that we're doing in our lives? Are we stretching ourselves? Are we zeroing in on the things that we need to improve? Are we allowing, are we looking for criticisms to try and fix those things? So one, a couple of things that I've been thinking about is prayer. So let's just look at prayer. Are we, are we trying to become an expert at prayer? Are we stretching, setting a stretching goal? Are we zeroing in on that? Um, are we trying to find ways um, to be better prayer, like be more connected to God? For example, um, in order to have deliberate practice, she says you need a clearly defined stretch goal and then full concentration and effort. Immediate and informative feedback. Now with prayer, you're not going to get necessarily get feedback, but repetition with reflection and refinement. So let's take three of the four things there. A clearly defined stretch goal. Are you stretching yourself in your ability to pray in your relationship with God? Um, are you fully concentrated and giving full effort? And then do you repeat with reflection? So I think about prayer. Are we just doing it to go through the motions? That's one thing that I'm, that I feel like it's so easy to do. Angela Duckworth says that top performers point out that the alternative to deliberate practice mindlessly going through the motions without improvement can be its own form of suffering. Um, you know, I think God recognizes when we're trying to pray, but if we want to have a relationship with God, we can't just be going through the motions. And maybe I feel like I do that a lot, go through the motions and I don't necessarily reflect on, on it enough. Like, and it needs to be a habit that I reflect on it I don't just go through the motions. I'm trying deliberately 100% focused on creating creating a relationship with God. Take another area that you're trying to improve. Maybe you're trying to refine your character. Let me be vulnerable here. One thing that my family thinks that I'm, you know, is a particularly weak area in my life is that I'm my husband watched, my husband and son was watching something on YouTube and it was called HSP, highly sensitive people. And HSP turned out to be people who were very aware of everything going around them and, you know, annoyed by everything. So that wasn't me, but they believe that I'm highly sensitive. I get offended easily. I get my feelings hurt. I wear my feelings on my shoulder. And so if I want to refine that character, then I look for all those criticisms. Instead of being fearful of them, I look for them. And then I take the opportunity to take those criticisms and make them better and refine my character there, right? So whatever it is that you're trying to do, if you're con- trying to control your mental faculties, that's what that is, not getting offended easily or trying to look for the good in the others instead of the bad. You know, it's easy to find the bad in people And other people can find the good in the same person. And you're seeing the bad and they're finding the good. You know, it's so easy to do these kind of things. So are we deliberate? Are we working hard at it? Are we making it a practice to 
to allow ourselves to be critical, to be criticized by others, to think of how we can improve and refine our character. I think this is such a, an important part, and this goes with grit, but this is how we can refine our characters to the point that Kevin Durant did in basketball. Are we doing it with, our, with the, th- the flaws that we have in ourselves? I think it's so mind-boggling to think that connect these two things, that grit really is this, and that we can really improve ourselves. This is also where meditation comes in. You know, meditation is a very difficult practice. It takes a lot of effort, but by continuing to do it on a regular, consistent basis, then we're going to refine our characters. But it takes a lot of work. Um, She talks about how musicians and athletes take naps after deliberate practice. Why? After deliberate practice. Why? Because rest and recovery is necessary. Now, yeah, if you're an athlete and you're trying to swim and you're trying to improve your speed in the freestyle or something, then it's obvious that you need rest. But what, but she even talks about people who are doing non-athletic practice, that it's the mental work that makes the, the practice so strenuous. Do we actually need to rest because we've worked so hard at this? A man named Chet Cheek Sent Me High studied people who became experts and he discovered and she talks about this in their book that they achieved a certain flow in their life which is kind of a state of complete concentration that you almost feel like it's become effortless you don't have to think about it anymore you just do it I know with some things I'm certainly not by far the best at anything but I've become I've become expert to a point that I don't have to think about it anymore Um, basketball is one for me and racquetball. Like, um, I can just hit the ball in a way to make it difficult for somebody like in racquetball. I can make, I can hit the ball without thinking to make it difficult for somebody else to retrieve the ball or hit it back because I've worked so long at it for so long teaching school. Um, everything just seems to click most of the time for me. Um, I'm certainly not perfect, but I feel like I'm better at it. And I think it's because I've worked so hard to define, to, to make my character strong in those areas. And so these are the other, these are the areas that I think that I need to improve is in these other character building situations. Um, and so Whenever you can take feedback and see what you're doing that wrong and, and make adjustments to that, we, sh- we, we need not to be fearful of those. I think so often, you know, we don't want criticism from other people because then we're not good enough. We, we don't measure up. We're not as good as somebody else. But these people who are experts, that's what they, they live for. That's what their deliberate practice is all about, looking for those things. And we get that feedback it's and then after working at it we we gain flow and it's she says flow is when you feel like you're in complete control because you are you're floating you lose track of time no matter how fast you're running or how intensely you're thinking when you're in flow everything feels effortless and you know you've achieved that have you ever felt flow in prayer 
You know, have you ever felt flow in the relationships that you have with other people? Are you, do you just see the good in them? Do you just find the good? Do you feel flow in your job? Are you feeling flow in the control of your mental faculties? I know in so many ways I'm not. And she talks about how um, deliberate practice is for preparation and flow is for performance. And then she talks about Rowdy Gaines, um, the swimmer who won an Olympic gold medal. And in an eight-year period, he swam increments of 50-yard laps. And he swam so many 50-yard laps that it turned out to be 20,000 miles. That's how many 50-yard laps he swam. And if you add all those up, it, that, that many miles goes around the world. And, you know, he, he said that he did that and it, he did all of that swim. And then of course, that's just in that one eight year period. What about all the miles before and after that, that he swam, that was just preparing for the Olympic games. And he did all of that, you know, for a 49 second race. And then someone asked, well, did you enjoy all those 20,000 miles? And he said, no, I didn't. I'm not going to lie. I didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy every moment of it. I mean, there were moments that I loved, but walking to the pool at four in the morning and 4.30 in the morning and days when he couldn't take the pain anymore, he thought, is this worth it? No, he didn't enjoy it. But when you, but when you get to that point where you have that flow, that's what it's all about, right? Is getting there. And we have those brief moments where we do feel there is some flow. We have, we call them, I call them tender mercies from God. When you feel like, oh my heck, everything's going so well. Everything's going right. But it takes hours and hours and hours of practice to get there. And my question is, to each of you and to me, are we deliberately practicing the refinement of our character, the control of our mental faculties? It's something to give a lot of thought to. Angela Duckworth talks about how she wanted to get to that point. She'd been doing all this studying. And so she said, I'm going to try to do the same thing, this deliberate practice. And so she tells a story about how she was going to do a TED Talk and how she was going to give her TED Talk in front of people and how they just like criticized everything she did. And she would tell it to you know some experts and how they criticized her. And then she'd tell it to her family and there they criticized. And she had to do more practice and more refinements until she finally gave the TED Talk and she did excellent at it but how it took so much doing over and over again and getting more and more criticism. But that's what it takes, right? To become expert at anything that we do. And then Angela Duckworth talks about those, those points of deliberate practice, which is a clearly defined goal that stretches you. Full concentration and effort and repetition, practicing it over and over and over again with reflection, along, along with criticism along the way. She says, you know, and it takes 10,000 hours to become expert. 
at that. And she says, how many people do you think do this? How many hours of practice do most people accomplish where they're checking all four of those boxes? And her guess is that most people are cruising through life, doing life day in and day out with zero hours of deliberate practice. And I look at my prayer um, practice. So that's the thing that I really wanted to like, that it really hit me, the aha moment, how I could relate this grit, flow, deliberate practice to prayer and revelation and, and the revelation that's guiding my life. And honestly, I don't know that I've given it nearly, I've, I haven't given it what it needs, right, to have that relationship with God. And I haven't given the mental faculties in refining my character. I haven't, you know, the things that I'm weak at over and over, I'm not giving that deliberate practice there. Um, and she talks about how it needs to be a habit. And that people who, are del- who give deliberate practice, they, she says that spellers, you know, the spellers that she studied, people who won the spelling bee, they went back and said, what is deliberate practice? And they said, deliberate practice was focusing on your weaknesses and concentrating 100%. And I thought about piano or instrument play. Um, One thing that I want to do on my bucket list is learn how to play the piano. And one thing that I've learned is when you're practicing piano, you can play the parts over and over again. You can practice for hours and hours and play the parts that you know really well over and over again. But when you really get better is when you take one measure that's very difficult and you practice that one measure over and over and over again until you've mastered it. See, that's deliberate practice. But so often, like when we're practicing, we, we love the song so much. You know, we just want to play through the whole song. We just want to skip that one little part that we don't know. But really, to refine our character, to become the person that we want to be, we have to do this deliberate practice. We have to check all these boxes. We have to do it with intention. And so that's what I've been thinking about the last little bit is putting our full concentration, our full effort, finding stretch goals, finding ways to become an expert in mastering your character, in mastering yourself, your mental faculties, and creating a relationship with God or any other thing that you want to do better. Be more patient, be more loving, be more kind. You know, all the things that the whole podcast is about having more of in your life. I think this was a big aha moment for me. I hope you're okay that I took a detour on this particular podcast. I hope you liked it. I think it's a one that you can't miss. This is one that will teach you how to become more if you're really willing to put in the effort. I know when I was about 20, I I read the mass uh the I read I don't know what I read. I read the James Allen as a man thinketh book. That's what it was. And I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do all that work. I hope that um, each of you will want to put in the effort because I think it pays off in the end. I hope you've liked the podcast. I hope you'll share it. I hope 
more than anything that it's helping you. And I thank you for listening. And I'm just grateful for the opportunity that I have to go over this, these things, because they stretch me, they make me better, and they make me grow. Have a great week, everybody, and we'll see you next week. 